Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to episode 50 of Conquering Columbus. It's uh, going to be a great episode for you guys today. We have a special guest, uh, Mr. Andy Barth. And Andy's actually from L.A., but he's a big contributor to the sport of wrestling at the international level. And uh, that's how Josh and I got in touch with him. And he also happens to be a highly successful investment manager. He's got a, a lot of good words of wisdom for us, and I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. But before we dive into that... I want to take a moment and remind you all, go ahead and look at whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Click that subscribe button. It really helps us out, and it'll make sure you guys never miss a single episode of Conquering Columbus. The last thing we want to do before we get this episode rolling is take a moment to thank all of our incredible sponsors here at Conquering Columbus. And that starts with AWH. AWH are builders of exceptional digital products for the web and mobile that drive business for select growth companies. With over 4,500 applications developed and 10 million users enjoying AWH applications, they are focused on solving problems and improving lives through better software applications. If you want to find out more about AWH, check out awh.net, which will be linked in the show notes, and tell them Conquering Columbus sent you. Conquering Columbus is also brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. For those of you who don't know who they are, the Sundown Group is an Ohio nonprofit that helps connect entrepreneurs to investors mentors, talent, and capital through business pitch events, workshops, and classes offered throughout Ohio. More information on the web at sundownfirst.org. And our last sponsor is Facilities Management Express, or FMX for short. FMX is actually founded and headquartered here in Columbus, Ohio. They're a startup software company. What's really cool about them is a lot of competitors in this space, but they made a name for themselves by designing an easy-to-use and tailored-fit facilities maintenance and management software they serve industries ranging from churches and schools to property management, manufacturing, and fast casual restaurants. You can learn more and check out a free trial at GoFMX.com. Mike here again. And if you want to be a sponsor of Conquering Columbus and have your message heard by conquerors across the city, please reach out to me at Mike at ConqueringColumbus.com. And one last thing before we get this episode rolling, conquerors, we want to hear from you. There will be a quick survey in the show notes of today's episode, and if you guys could fill that out for us, we'd really appreciate it. All right, Conquerors, let's get the show on the road. You could drop me anywhere on the planet, in any environment, and I might get you know, my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus. Hey there, Conquerors, and welcome to another episode of Conquering Columbus. we got a really special guest with us today, Mr. Andy Barth. And uh, Andy is the chairman of the Capital Guardian Trust Company and Capital International Limited. He graduated summa cum laude with a degree in economics from Columbia University, where he wrestled and was a captain in his senior year. 
He also earned his MBA from Columbia and then worked as an investment banker for the Capital Group. He's the founder of the Titan Mercury Wrestling Club in Los Angeles, which has trained some of the nation's best wrestlers in the past 20 years, as well as helping to found Beat the Streets Los Angeles organization, which is dedicated to cultivating and developing youth programs in underserved areas around the city. Uh, welcome to Conquering Columbus, Andy. Well, I thank you, guys. Nice to be with you today. Yeah, and we're lucky to have you. Yesterday was your birthday. How does uh, how do you spend your birthday typically? Uh, uh, yesterday was not a typical birthday. I mean, I did I, I went to work. That was pretty normal. But then I had to take my um, uh, wife and daughter to the airport. Uh, they were going to meet one of our other daughters. Um, I, they're off on a, a little trip together. So that's that was nice for them. And then um, you know, I just I just got a workout and I had to go to a dinner. Uh, kind of a business-related dinner, so wasn't particularly special. But um, the family uh, pretty much got together on uh, the the weekend before. We had a nice family dinner together, so that was that was pretty good. Yeah, it's exciting. What does your family look like? You got a couple kids, a couple daughters. It sounds like. Yeah, so I have. Um, uh, I'm married. Uh, I've been married to the same uh, wonderful lady for uh, almost 29 years, and then. Um, I have uh, four children, ages uh, 27, 25, 23, and 21. Um, uh, daughter, daughter, son, daughter. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the initial questions we like to ask, and it kind of uh, comes from that same, you know, line of the birthday question, is what, what's your typical day look like when it's not your birthday? Yeah, you know, um, generally it starts, I, I'm, I'm waking up at, um, you know, probably 4, 4.30 in the morning, Um I remember I'm out here in Los Angeles, so we're we are living uh, in sync. Um, when you're in the investment management business, you're pretty much living in sync with um, with the New York market hours. Or uh, um, if it's if it's even more difficult, you might be living in sync with European hours. Um, and um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll get into the office. I'll 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 be looking. I'll be checking the markets, looking to see what's going on. Um, Spending time with the associates, uh, spending uh, uh, time with our, our traders and, and other analysts and portfolio managers. Um, you know, every day uh, you say, what's a typical day? I mean, that's a typical start. But after that, um, it can be different any given day. There might be companies to meet with or clients to meet with. Um, I'm uh, typically, you know, pretty busy with um, a lot of other, uh, uh, you know, philanthropic organizations um, outside of wrestling as well. And so afternoons and evenings are usually spent um, spent involved with, with something along those lines. Um, and uh, uh, I'm hoping, um, you know, hoping that I'm, uh, you know, able to kind of crawl into bed by, you know, like 9 or, or 10 o'clock at night. So, so let's talk and, a little bit more about uh, some of those philanthropic organizations that you're involved in and touch about what they're dedicated towards and kind of what your role is with those. Oh yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it varies. I mean, uh, obviously I, I have a lot of involvement with different, different aspects of wrestling. Um, you know, the last four years uh, I had been involved as a, the team leader for our, our U S men's freestyle team. Um, and that, that involved both, um, a, uh, uh, you know, a financial support component, a leadership component, um, and I think, uh, you know, an advisory component to, to USA wrestling and to the coaches. And, and if, if I was, you know, lucky, I had the opportunity to, you know, be involved as a, 
uh, maybe a little bit of a mentor for uh, some of our some of our wrestlers um, who uh, were able to um, make the Olympic team. I've, I've had a really uh, great um, uh, time getting to know some of the young men on our freestyle team. Uh, one of them uh, from from right out uh, is wrestling right out where you guys are. Kyle Snyder, great young man, wonderful family. Uh, I've loved getting to know getting to know him and uh, watch him wrestle and have him wrestle for uh, Titan Mercury when he's not wrestling for Ohio State or the uh, um, or the United States. You know, I have a, a few other involvements. I I, I like to support um, you know education, youth development. Um, uh, our Beat the Streets organization here in LA, which has been modeled after um, the uh, the efforts in in uh, the other cities like New York and Philadelphia, um, has been a, a great thing to be involved with. It's it's so rewarding to see uh, how you can actually change um, young people's lives and and um, and 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 for the positive. Um, uh, I'm involved with my own um, uh, university, Columbia University. I'm on I'm on the board of trustees there. Uh, you know, and I, I have some uh, some attachments and some involvements with some other organizations that have important have been important to to, to my family or my community. Um, I've been involved with the local schools here in San Marino. Uh, we have a, a great project going forward. Um, we're getting a new new athletic complex built for our middle school and. Um, Yes, there will be a wrestling facility as part of that, which I'm very glad to see. And um, um, I think uh, one of your um, uh, friends in uh, from Ohio who's out here helping us now, Reese Humphrey, I think is excited excited that we're going to have another another uh, wrestling community right around the um, a wrestling facility in the community right around the corner from uh, our high school team as well. Um, so you know, there's a, there's a variety of of, uh, of interests. Um, um, I'm, uh, one of the things that probably surprises people most has been my involvement with the um, uh, with the ballet. My sister was a ballet a professional ballet dancer for 12 years, and and uh, half of that was spent with a company called the American Ballet Theater. And uh, I'm involved with their board of trustees as well. So I, I don't want to I don't want to bore you with. Um, too many things. I'm sure you guys want to get back to uh, wrestling questions. Yeah, we actually kind of want to start. I think that was a good uh, a good overview of kind of you know the things you have going on now. And I think to lay the framework, we can start back and tell a little bit of the people about your time making it to Columbia. If you want to touch on your childhood a little bit too, and then um, how Columbia, both in your undergrad and your MBA, kind of shaped what you later um, developed and became as a professional, and then who you are today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, wrestling was always an important uh, component of, of that. Um, I, 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 I will often tell people that um, so many of the strongest strongest memories I have from my uh, my years in, in high school and college and um, and um, uh, I continued to wrestle while I was in graduate school. But so many of my strongest memories in that 10 year period, um, you know, are related to wrestling. So many of the um, the lessons that I learned and, and apply in my life today, uh, you know, come from wrestling. I think, you know, wrestlers very, very quickly learn that, um, um, you know, to, to, to that um, stick to it and the ability to, um, um, you know, push through difficult times 
to um, put put losses and upsets and um, setbacks behind you. Um, I think those are things that um, are, are critical critical in business because you can't you can't dwell on on uh, on past mistakes. Uh, wrestlers are always learning from um, uh, what they did wrong. I think if you ask you talk to any wrestler, um, probably what they almost always what they start talking about first are the ones that uh, the the matches that got away and, and and what they learned from that that those are critical things to take into the business world um, recognize that uh, and, and 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 recognize that you can um, you know tomorrow's tomorrow's match has not been fought yet and you have plenty of time uh, you have a lot of time to prepare for that and and that uh, preparation and hard work lead to um, improvement and those are those are lessons that uh, every every young person every young man and woman can benefit from um and i think as you know you also learn in wrestling is that nobody nobody gives you an inch you you have to earn everything that um uh you have to earn everything that you that you um uh are gonna are gonna win going forward Definitely. And so, Andy, what I want to talk a little bit about is you graduated summa cum laude at Columbia mm-hmm. with a degree in economics and and at a prestigious school as Columbia, balancing that while also being uh, on the wrestling team and a captain. Um, were there any difficult times or what What were some of the most difficult parts of your career in college? And what was your motivation going through that, too? I mean, what kept you driving to achieve such a high level, both academically and athletically? Well, I think that I guess I'd always um, uh, uh, been a competitive person, and that um, you know, sort of anything that um, I uh, I uh, was prepared to undertake, you know, I uh, I wanted to I wanted to be the best at, or or, and you, you know, I mean, pretty unfortunately in wrestling, you pretty you pretty soon learn that there's always someone better than you, and. Um, uh, uh, and it's a, it's a pretty high standard. And when you're trying to compete, um, you know, against, uh, um, you know, folks from, uh, Ohio state and Iowa and Oklahoma state, you're, you're, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tough standard athletically. Um, you know, academically, I guess I'd say that, you know, a school like Columbia is, is, you know, maybe the academic equivalent of that. And, um, that was, um, I wouldn't say that was any easier, to achieve, but um, um, you know, maybe I was given maybe uh, I was given a few more um, you know a- academic gifts than I was athletic gifts. Definitely. And so, what what drew you towards economics and investment banking after you left Columbia? Yeah. So, so actually, I'm in the I'm in the investment management business, which is um, I'm very much related, but um, uh, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that uh, economics and investment management are two. It's two very different stories. I think that um, as I was starting to go through, um, uh, uh, you know, college and, and, you know, you need to declare a major, um, you know, I, I did recognize that um, I was going to have to go to work sometime and I was going to need a, uh, uh, a background in something that would uh, enable me um, to get a, a good job. And, uh, um, you know, I came from a... a, a we were, I, w- I would say we were somewhere between, uh, you know, a, um, a middle class, maybe a little bit better, maybe, uh, you know, a little bit better than middle class 
family economically. But, um, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, we didn't we were not we were not a wealthy family. And I think everyone who comes from that background uh, uh, very much realizes that, um, you know, they're going to have to they're going to have to at some point coming out of school, um, they're going to have to get a, um, a good job. And so um, I thought about uh, wanting to be a history major. But um, as I looked at the um, uh, the possibilities for, for history majors, I thought the uh, the earnings potential for an economics major was much better. Uh, so so it was a very, a very pragmatic, very pragmatic choice um, uh, uh, to be in economics. Uh, investment management was uh, uh, really I, I, as a field I stumbled upon uh, when I was in graduate school. So I went to Columbia Business School right after um, Columbia College, which was uh, that's a very long story. I won't bore you with, but um because I'd, I'd originally thought I would I would get a law and a business degree, and I only ended up getting the business degree. Um, I had, uh, but here's where wrestling um, uh, comes into play, and here's where uh, uh, my connection. You know, as as, as you know, we we worked closely with um, um, some of the Ohio State wrestlers in the past, and and so here's where that connection comes up as well. So that's a uh, we're gonna get. Two birds, uh, two birds with one stone here, or two birds with one story. But um, I had a very good friend of mine. Uh, his name's Alex Porter. Uh, he passed away just a couple of years, on, a couple of years ago, unfortunately. Um, he, he died of uh, uh, colon cancer. Um, but um, he and I had met uh, in the um, in the wrestling room at the New York Athletic Club. Um, he was in the investment management business. He was one of the very, the very early uh, people into the hedge fund business in the uh, in the early 70s, and he had um, uh, uh, and we developed uh, into uh, workout partners as he was sort of at the tail end of his of his career in wrestling, and I was I was just uh, coming up. Um, and during the summers, we'd be training for uh, Empire State Games or some other. Uh, tournament and um, we would talk a lot and and he would um, uh, he would share you know that that um, his business was a, a a great one to think about you met a lot of interesting people every day was different markets were always changing and fluctuating you never get bored um, it's a very tough very competitive business and but it is one where that um, you know you uh, uh, hard work pays off preparation pays off um, and he said that, uh, he suggested that, um, I take a class with a fellow, um, at, at Columbia, uh, by the name of Jim Rogers. Uh, and, um, he helped me get in that class. Um, and that, that was really what started me being interested in investment management. Now, Alex also, uh, had been a good friend to Tom Ryan and, uh, a supporter and had been a, a real admirer of what Tom had done, the, the work that Tom had done with young men, the success that Tom had um, in in um, um, uh, you know working working with his wrestlers, and uh, Alex had been a, um, a, a strong supporter of the Ohio State program, and so when uh, when Alex passed away, I I, uh, I decided to. Um, you know, pick up 
some of his support and sponsorship in honor in honor of Alex Porter. So Alex, uh, you know, uh, was an important influence in my in my life um, for wrestling, uh, for my career, and um, for um, you know being connected to uh, Ohio State. It's always really amazing and interesting to look back and see the influential members in your life that you develop relationships with and they kind of change your entire path. Um, but as you touched on a little bit there, getting into investment management, I think I'd um, like to hear a little bit more about kind of how your path grew inside of that sector and how you're able to achieve such a high level of success, maybe some key points along the way and kind of um, what your mindset was and what you think helped, it, helped you excel amongst other people in that same industry. Um, so I, I think that um, in, in one way, um, I was very lucky I ended up at an organization like like the Capital Group. Uh, Capital Group is our parent company. Um, we uh, uh, started um, in 1931 as Capital Research and, uh, and Management Company. And um, uh, Capital manages a family of funds called the American Funds. Um, and they also manage money for institutional clients, pension plans, foundations, and endowments. And um, currently, did you start there? I started in 1985. Okay. So uh, the company had been around, what's that, almost a little over 50 years. Uh, yeah, 54 years. Um, from its very beginning, it was based, it was a fundamentally research-based organization. It believed that, um, you know, doing analysis, that uh, meeting companies, visiting companies, and taking a long-term perspective and keeping your expenses expense rates low, keeping your turnover low to reduce um, uh, turnover costs were ways to achieve um, uh, better long-term investment results. And that through research and through um, uh, you know a fundamental analysis of companies, that you could you would also be able to do that on a more consistent basis than. If you had tried to, um, you know, do things uh, on a short-term, uh, a short-term trading basis, and so I think that uh, being at Capital uh, was a place that was, you know, very consistent with my own my, my own thinking, with my own, uh, with a you know, an, an, a hard-working ethic, and that um, being able to take a long-term perspective. Um, being able to look out, you know, three, four, five years, make your, you know, make your investment decisions based on, you know, what you thought would happen and develop um, through, you know, well-researched, uh, thought-out, hard, hard-working um, uh, decisions based on, on a lot of hard work um, would, would um, you know, allow us, allow us to do well. And, and that allowed, I think, me to do well, not, not having to be, uh, subject to, um, you know, the shorter term, uh, you know, vagaries of the market, being able to, to, to hold um, investment positions and, and ride them out over, you know, upturns and downturns of markets was, was I think, um, something that um, uh, uh, helped me a, a great deal. And I think that's, um, you know, I think that so the message for others is, is uh, I think in, in the investment business, there are a lot of ways to skin the cat. Some people can do it very effectively by making a lot of short-term decisions, and I don't, I don't take anything away from those people. And um, you know, I wish them luck. 
I just think that that's that that would not have been the best approach to me for me that uh, being able to, um, you know, make make long term decisions, you know, looking out, at, as I said, at least three, four or five years and being able to, to um, you know, judge your um, uh, your success based on on that type of long term investment approach um, was something that 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 worked for me and something that really benefited me. So one of my questions uh, I want to ask, and I, uh, I'm pretty interested in, in the markets and um, finance, and especially personal finance for myself. But one of the uh-huh. questions I want to ask is, what do you guys focus on uh, more on private investments or public investments? No, we uh, we um, are in um, uh, uh, we invest in publicly traded stocks and bonds. Okay, that's what we do. So it kind of sounds it kind of sounds like you're leaning more a little towards the uh, the value side of investing than than growth. Is that Am I getting um, that wrong? No, I think I think that's fair. I think though that uh, you do need to take into account though that um, a company's growth os- growth prospects mm-hmm. do affect uh, the value that you're willing to pay. Uh, that that um, uh, growth is is a um, uh, is an aspect of uh, of value. So I we don't generally uh, try to separate the two the way some people do. Um, because I think a lot of people have a very strict, um, you know, may have a very strict definition on uh, on value as it as it is um, uh, uh, only related to quantitative statistics, and and we try to really you know get to know our companies well. We try to get um, uh, really to understand you know management's what they're what they're trying to achieve, um, and and then and then make a value judgment as to. The likelihood of that success, and what is that going to mean to the um, uh, the valuation of a company over a long period of time? So, at maybe even a more granular level, personally, what did your roles look like as you climbed through the organization um, in relation to what the company was doing yeah. itself? So, I had I had a lot of roles, and I had a lot of different things that I did over time. I started as an analyst, uh, um, a research analyst, following. Um, uh, my first group was automotive companies and, um, you know, automotive parts companies, tire companies. So I spent, I spent a good bit of time out there in Ohio. I didn't really get down to Columbus, but, uh, you know, I could, I could, uh, uh, I got to know my way around Cleveland, Akron pretty well. I got to know, uh, um, you know, sort of the, the Northwestern part of the state, um, have some wonderful companies up there, um, uh, in uh, Toledo, Dayton, um, got got far south as uh, Findlay, Ohio. You know, got wonderful companies over there. Dana Corp, Cooper Tire. Uh, I visited them for for you know 15 years. I was out visiting companies in the Ohio area. Um, uh, I also followed financial service names. Um, uh, 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 you know, it's funny you ask about that because uh, a lot of a lot of the industries that I followed, you know, there were a lot of uh, savings and loans and specialty finance companies and, and government sponsored enterprises like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Sally Mae. Um, you know, they've all um, uh, their uh, their their career, their pathway has uh, changed significantly, uh, of course, since the great the 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 crash of 2008, 2009. But um I followed those industries. Um, 
I, I was a research director, so I managed a group groups of analysts. Um, I had uh, um, uh, a U.S. Uh, unit that I, I, I managed for nine years, and then I managed a global research unit. So, you know, my travel started to shift from uh, the United States to shifting to, you know, going to uh, Europe and Asia and the Middle East for, um, you know, uh, several times a year. Um, I had uh, um, uh, 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 five years where I served on the, on the, the management committee for uh, the, the capital group, the overall company. Um, got to do, uh, you know, work with a lot of different folks in a lot of different areas of the organization, spent time uh, meeting with a number of clients. Um, and uh, uh, then over the last 10 years, I've spent a, a lot more engagement in our, our fixed income businesses. We've been uh, looking at growing those, um, uh, that part of our company. Um, and uh, now I'm, you know, I'm um, slowing. I'm slowing myself down a little bit, and um, um, moved away from all of the um, managerial and administrative responsibilities, and focusing again on uh, almost 100% on investment responsibilities within our fixed income area. So. Yeah. So as you were going through, as you were um, advancing from role to role. Uh, what allowed you to continue to excel as you, you grew to be a manager and a leader in the company? And, and I guess what type of culture is the one, what I want to focus on is what type of culture did you instill in yourself and in the people around you? And why, why did you choose to make that, uh, make that choice and make that your culture? Well, I mean, our, our, I think, I think our, our company is, is one that, um, uh, you know, we, we have a, um, we have an outstanding culture. Um, it was there before I got there. I think that it gets passed along um, to the individuals. I, I think um, the, the several aspects of our, our corporate culture that would um, people would, um, uh, I think, be able to recognize are um, it is a very much um, based on on um, uh we, we try to be have a very uh, apolitical approach. We really try to have an approach that um, recognizes um, people for the results that they produce. I think that it also is a very uh, generous and uh, understanding culture. Probably the most the, the single most important thing that, that, that happened um, in our firm, uh, you know, happened in the 50s um, where uh, the founder, uh, as a, a, a gentleman, Jonathan Lovelace, um, he, the, where the company had been for its first 25 years had been a, uh, you know, sort of a, a little bit of a break even proposition. He, this gentleman, um, maintained it as a sole proprietorship. So while there were losses, uh, or any losses to be absorbed at any time, you know, he took those upon himself. And then as the company grew to a point in the late 50s where he was, um, uh, uh, you know, where, where he could have just kept, maintained that ownership and, and started to enjoy the fruits, he, he almost uh, immediately began to share ownership of the firm with the other associates around him. And I think that that is one of the defining uh, moments uh, in our, our firm's history that, um you know, that uh, when we were loss making, he kept all the losses to himself. 
And as we became a, a profitable firm, he, he almost, as soon as he could, started to share profits with everyone around him. And I think, you know, the thinking there is he, he recognized uh, very early on that um, uh, it was much better to have a smaller piece of a very big pie than it was to have a whole small pie. And, um, you know, I think that's something that that uh, carries on to our firm today. Um, his son, uh, John Lovelace, went on to be a, a, a president of our firm uh, for quite a long time. Um, and now he has a, a couple of his uh, uh, grandsons are, are active. And, you know, they play they play a critical role in making sure that culture that um, uh, that, that uh, you know, sort of. Uh, generous, collaborative, collegial culture, but one that, you know, where um, the recognition of investment results being produced is so important, um, uh, carries on. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a balance, right? I mean, you, you want to make sure that um, you are uh, um, supportive of your associates, but also that your associates are supportive of the firm and um that uh the, there's a there's a strong recognition of the shared interests between the two and you talked a little bit about there about you know he got to the point where he could have enjoyed the fruits and you've reached a level of success that most people um might not never make it to in their life can you talk a little bit about the highs and lows that you've experienced with that process and kind of um maybe even you talked a little about traveling to europe and asia and the middle east and um, I guess kind of what sticks out to you the most when you look back on your career so far and you see the success you've been able to create and uh, what is the most memorable experiences for you? Well, you know, I know, I know you'd, you'd probably like me to keep talking about business, but, uh, you know, I, I think that um, and, and, and I feel I feel, you know, a sense of pride and, and of that. But I think, you know, you, you have to every you know the most memorable things that um you know you should have in your life should should revolve around your family um you know i think that um you know you have um you know two very critical decisions to make in your life one is the career you choose and the other is you know um who you choose to uh, uh share your life with and um uh i think if you um uh you kind of need to get both of them right. If you if you don't get them both right, um, then um, you know one one will kind of mess up the other. Uh, I was very fortunate to um, uh, uh, you know kind of um, find my career, but then I was also incredibly fortunate to find um, you know my wonderful wife, uh, who we've been married uh, since October of 1988. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, our children are our, our, our pride and joy, and uh, uh, I'd like to think, you know, that um, you know many of the memorable moments, the most memorable moments we have, have to do with um, you know our our life together and uh, and uh, uh, focus on our our children. Um, I, I I feel some um, similarity in that when uh, I see. Uh, you know, the young people that that um, uh, we help support, um, whether it's through, you know, Titan Mercury or through Beat the Streets or through, um, you know, any of the other um, uh, charities we have. Um, 
that we get involved with. When I see, you know, young people um, getting the, uh, you know, you know, having worked hard and getting to a point of success, um, you know, I, I, I feel I feel a great satisfaction when I see that. Um, when our children achieve something, I, I feel great satisfaction um, in, in that regard. Definitely. And you mentioned Titan Mercury and uh, Beat the Streets in there, and I think it's a good time to kind of uh, talk about those two organizations a little more. And um, you founded the Titan Mercury Wrestling Club. What what made you want to start the club? And the follow-up question to that would be, what's allowed the club to, to grow and succeed at such a high level uh, nationally and internationally? Mm-hmm. So I think that um, in regards to starting it, you know, when I when I first wanted to start it, I I I, I really thought I would um, uh, focus on the um, uh, you know youth development, boys and and girls youth development wrestling in Southern California area for for freestyle, and um, and that's um. Uh, you know that is something that uh, uh, we still do, and and we're doing an excellent job of. Um, but um, right at, right after we start, we started in May of of 2012. Uh, I wanted to uh, create you know a sustainable uh, wrestling program and 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 environment here in uh, in in this this area of Southern California. There there, there are other. There are other very, very good programs, and I, by not by saying that, I don't want to take anything away from what any of the people are doing. You know, we all need um, in in wrestling. We we all need to keep doing everything we're doing, plus a little bit more, to to get our our, our national um, programs and a success um, to the level that we'd all like to see, where we have you know, you know, multiple gold medal winners, multiple world champions. Um, you know, uh, and, and world and Olympic medalists every time we go and compete. Um, we need to have programs like this, you know, all around the country. So, um, uh, just cause we've done a, a good job with, um, uh, Titan Mercury growing from our initial objective, um, you know, doesn't mean the job is done by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we need, we need more, more people out there supporting wrestling all the time. But, um, what happened is we'd started our program in May of 2012 uh, with the ideas that I stated, with the intention. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we ended up hiring a, an outstanding coach, a wonderful man, uh, John Azevedo, um, who um, was a was a that was a great, a great hire uh, uh, for us. Um, and as he really helped our our, our youth programs develop. Uh, uh, on the boys side of things. Um, and then, and then we hired, uh, Marcy Van Dusen, uh, now Marcy Lane, um, Olympian in, uh, 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 Beijing finished ninth in the Olympics in Beijing. Um, she's probably, if when she hears this, she'll be mad at me that I said that because I know she wanted to come home with a medal, but, uh, I think ninth is still, is still pretty outstanding. Um, and, um, you know, uh, so that was what we really uh, had built our, our, you know, our first programs on. And then um, uh, I found out that a good friend of mine um, who had supported the Gator Wrestling Club for many, many years, Jim Ravenack, former president of USA Wrestling, a wonderful, dedicated man in this sport, um, that he was, um, was going to be you know, sort of uh, wrapping up 
um, the Gator Wrestling Club senior level uh, uh, programs. And um, I said, well, you know, I, I could probably I could probably help take over the support of, of some of your um, uh, some of your athletes. And, um, you know, and, and, and we got connected um, with the uh, Oklahoma State program and, and uh, Illinois program early on. And <laughs> that's where we kind of began. And, um, uh, you know, it's grown since there. We have we have wonderful. I, I think what's helped us is is just, you know, we've been able to, to develop wonderful relationships with with many, um, you know, great programs around the country. I have a great great relationship with the, um, uh, you know, with, um, the brands in, in, at Iowa, um, Tom Ryan at Ohio state, um, with Oklahoma, with, um, you know, John Smith, Eric Guerrero at Oklahoma state, Mark Perry, in Illinois. Um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to cut anything short. You know, we have, we have a good relationship with one of my, uh, uh, former rivals, uh, Cornell, Rob Cole, um, and his, um, I think they now call it the New York uh, Regional Training Center up in uh, uh, used to be called Finger Lakes. So we have a, a number of great connections. And, and, and I, I apologize to anybody that I've left out right now. Um, um, and, and we continue to grow. We, we you know, our approach and, uh, you know, my co-founder, Wayne Boyd, um, uh, you know, our approach has really been that, that you know, we're we're ready to work with everybody in the sport to try to help, you know, get their wrestlers, um, to the very best level that they can, where they are going to be winning. Um, you know, where they're going to, we're going to be winning, um, uh, you know, world and Olympic medals. Um, we want to see that type of performance, uh, from our country, uh, from the young people in our country and, uh, we can do it. So, um, you know, I don't know that there's 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 much of a secret other than that, uh, you know, we're we're prepared and willing to work with a, a lot of people, and uh, um, we're excited we're excited by the um, you know by everybody's success, um, and you know I think one of the one of the so you'd say what's a good example of that? I think one of the best examples um, is uh, you know. Uh, uh, Helen Maroulis, who does not wrestle for our club. Uh, she wrestles for Sunkist. But, um, you know, uh, I love Art Martori and Kim Martori, wonderful people, giving back to the sport, you know, for what must be up to 40 years now. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Helen wanted to work with one of our coaches, Valentin Kalika. And um, I think we've set a tremendous example for the, for the whole sport by finding a way to to arrange for that type of uh, cooperation um, where uh, Helen can train with, um, you know, uh, where, where a Sunkist wrestler can train with a, a Titan Mercury coach. Um, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of times that 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 will actually happen. But um, here's here's a time we were able to make that work. And um, um, and, uh, you know, what was the result? United States got a gold medal out of it. That's wonderful. Couldn't be happier. And there's no doubt. I mean, if wrestling has the best thing going for it, it's the people involved, even though it has its ups and downs, the rule changes and the different logistics that are going on internally. Um, I think in the end it'll, it'll find its path because the people involved are 
um, of the right mindset and, and they have the right vision. But kind of as we begin to wrap things up, um, hate to steer away from Titan Mercury too soon, but I'd like to hear a little bit about, you talk about relationships and what the most significant relationships were for you as you advanced your career where you are today and um, specifically on mentors and anybody who really influenced your life and kind of why you felt that they were significant to you and, and how they impacted you. Yeah. Well, I tried, I, I really, um, I, I tried to learn, um, from everybody that I could. And, and so there's, it's, um, uh, in that way, it's a little hard to pinpoint, um, you know, uh, uh, uh specific, specific people, but that was something that I learned, um, uh, also from wrestling is that, um, you know, you can learn, you can learn from everybody. There's, there's, everybody has a, you know, a particular skill or a particular technique that will, um, that they probably do better than, than most of the other folks out there. And they can show you a particular hold or a particular way to go from a move to move. And so, um, I, I, I wish I had uh, learned more along the way. I would have been a better wrestler. But I, I, I recognize that you can learn, um, you know, you can learn a little bit from everybody. And that was what, um, you know, I, I tried to, to take advantage of. Uh, I think we had, um, you know, when I joined at Capital, you know, there must have been, I don't know, there were probably uh, – you know, 50 investment professionals. We probably have, um, uh, you know, 450 investment professionals today. Um, and, uh, you know, I, there were, uh, I, I tried to find, um, you know, what each and every portfolio manager, each and every senior analyst, um, felt were their strengths or were their, you know, the insights that they could, they could bring. And so, um, you know, it, and then as, as others joined, I, I also, I tried to, I tried to be open to the, the ideas and the techniques that they had used, um, uh, or, or, or learned. And, and I think the toughest thing is, is to, kind of be open to new techniques and new ideas. Um, as, as you guys, um, uh, uh, tried to teach me today how to get on Skype. Um, successful. Was, um, yeah, we got it. <laughs> successful. We got it. And, um, you know, I think it's just, it's just, if you say what is, what is an important life skill, um, you know, being able, being able to, uh, listen, uh, being able to take instruction from anybody without being uh, overly uh, prideful or arrogant, um, recognizing that there's that anybody out there um, has something that they can probably teach you. Um, I think those are those are lessons to take uh, take you know going forward into the future. And uh, speaking of going forward into the future, Andy, uh, one of the things we wanted to ask you was. Uh, what do your goals look like for the next five to ten years for Beat the Streets LA? Oh, um, for for you know our 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 club and um, our, our Beat the Streets. Um, 
Well, Beat the Streets, so we currently serve, we currently here in L.A., we've got about 25 programs. Um, we probably are, are um, you know, impacting about 700 young people a year. Um, I think I think we have a, um, uh, 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 a two- or three-fold goal. I think, you know, the idea would be, well, I guess really it's, it's, it's twofold is, is, um, uh, try to benefit, try to find ways to grow the program so you can benefit more, more young people and then increase the degree to which you benefit those young people. So, you know, today, you know, as I said, it's 700, um, 25 programs, 700 youth, um, and, and, and what we're doing is we're exposing them to wrestling. We're teaching them, you know, the values of a great sport and uh, of hard work. Um, we're sending them the message that, you know, that um, uh, people care about them and, and want to help them and that they can do, um, you know, that they can there's the, that they can do great things. They can they can achieve um wonderful things through through hard work and exposure to this sport the um but i think then we can do more to help them in that regard um um you know can we can we expose them to life skills can we expose them to the opportunities for um you know bettering their academic performance can we can we increase can we enrich the uh, the benefit that each of them are are uh, achieving, and so help help more young people and help them in more ways. That's that's the goal for uh, Beat the Streets LA. Um, you know, and I think uh, every time we'll, we'll we'll hit a you know when we get to a thousand, the answer will be well, how do we help ten thousand? When we help when we're helping ten thousand, the 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 next thing will be well, how do we help? How do we help those 10,000 in more ways? And, and then the next thing will be, well, how do we get that to 20,000 or 50,000? I mean, the number of, of young people who can benefit from Beat the Streets type programs is, is enormous. And so um, we'll never be, uh, we'll never be uh, uh, satiated in that regard. Uh, for Titan Mercury, um, well, I guess I guess um, until we win, uh, you know, I guess well they're expanding the weight classes to ten in 2018. Uh, until the United States wins um, uh, ten uh, men's freestyle and ten women's freestyle gold medals, um, uh, Titan Mercury will have something to continue to strive for. <laughs> that sounds a lot like Tom Ryan, uh, uh, very Tom Ryan esque. He's always talking about how his goal is to. Uh put uh, 10 NCAA champions on the mat at the NCAA. So, um, so one of the other questions that one of the last questions we always like to ask our guests is, uh, center around our model for the show, which is, um, live uncomfortably. So when you hear that phrase, what comes to mind from your life and, uh, what does it mean to you? To, to live uncomfortably with, well, I, I, I think, you know, it, a lot of times it means, uh, being very unselfish, and um, uh, you know, sharing um, uh, your time and your 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 you know the what they'd always talk about in philanthropy: time, talent, treasure. Um, 
I, I think it it's always um you know it'd be nice just to um you know focus your days on uh, on just whatever uh, pleases you and um, you know keep all your all your money to yourself. I think that um, you know sharing um, sharing with folks, sharing your time, sharing your talent, uh, sharing your treasure. Um, that can be, uh, you know, a little, a little bit uncomfortable. It means that you have to give up something. There's something that you wanted to do, probably, that uh, you have to give up in order to undertake that. Um, you know, maybe you, uh, you, you know, postpone, postpone buying something that that you, you know, really like um, in exchange uh, to keep keep funding a program or supporting kids or. Uh, supporting the the ballet company or supporting a museum where, you know, it's going to go to benefit uh, more people. So uh, I think, you know, you always, you always do need, you know, make sure. And and so I'm not, I'm not saying to anybody, you know, um, put your family at risk. Always, you always, you always have to take care of your family, make sure they're provided for, um, make sure that they have, you know, that they're going to have the opportunities and the advantages and the resources they need to succeed. But, um, uh, you know, beyond that, um, I think, you know, you need to, you need to think about, everyone needs to think about how they can, how they can contribute to a greater, a greater cause. Andy, I think that's a good place to wrap up, and uh, we really appreciate your time. I mean, you have an extraordinary story. You've been an influential member in a lot of people's lives, especially the wrestling community in general, and um, we appreciate you setting aside, you know, an hour of your day and another 30 minutes to try to get the Skype account activated. And uh, <laughs> Oh, we got that. Us. We got the Skype up in less than 30 minutes. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I got to I gotta give some credit to us as a group. <laughs> um, do you have any final words to say before we wrap things up? Um. Uh, you know, I, I think it's just it's it's been it's been fun. I, I really appreciate um, you know what what you guys are doing. I think everything that uh, you know you can do to um, you know help expand the uh, you know the uh, the wrestling movement and and support that is uh, is great. So I appreciate um, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you very much for reaching out to me, um, and uh, I really. Uh, um, uh, it's it's been fun chatting with you guys. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Andy. And again, thanks, Conquerors, for listening. We we uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, that'll be the end of the show. We hope uh, you guys tune in next week. If you like that episode, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media. We're all over the place, guys. Share it with your friends. Also, want to ask you if you could do us a big favor. Check out that podcast app you're listening to us on, and go ahead and click that subscribe button. Again, it really helps us out, and it makes sure you guys never miss a single episode of Conquering Columbus. Last thing we want to do before we let you go here is give one last shout-out to all of our incredible sponsors. And that starts with AWH. AWH are builders of exceptional digital products for the web and mobile that drive business for select growth companies. With over 4,500 applications developed and 10 million users enjoying AWH applications, They are focused on solving problems and improving lives through better software applications. If you want to find out more about AWH, check out awh.net, which will be linked in the show notes, and tell them Conquering Columbus sent you. Conquering Columbus is also brought to you in part by the Sundown Group. For those of you who don't know who they are, 
The Sundown Group is an Ohio nonprofit that helps connect entrepreneurs to investors, mentors, talent, and capital through business pitch events, workshops, and classes offered throughout Ohio. More information on the web at sundownfirst.org. And our last sponsor is Facilities Management Express, or FMX for short. FMX is actually founded and headquartered here in Columbus, Ohio. They're a startup software company. What's really cool about them is a lot of competitors in this space, but they made a name for themselves by designing an easy-to-use and tailored-fit facilities maintenance and management software. They serve industries ranging from churches and schools to property management, manufacturing, and fast casual restaurants. You can learn more or check out a free trial at gofmx.com. Mike here again. And if you want to be a sponsor of Conquering Columbus and have your message heard by conquerors across the city, please reach out to me at mike at conqueringcolumbus.com. There will be a quick survey in the show notes of today's episode. And if you guys could fill that out for us, we'd really appreciate it. All right, folks, that's all we got. We'll talk to you next week. You could drop me anywhere on the planet in any environment, and I might get you know, my head kicked in in the beginning, but I'll find a way to survive. I'll find a way to get the job done. Yeah, there's a little doubt, but you know what? Once again, I think of that guy in my ear. I think about stepping up to the stage. I think about the challenge. Like, I've lost sometimes, but I've won more than I've lost. And so, like, I bet on me any day. Choosing greatness. Greatness doesn't choose you. You know, you have to choose it. And, you know, it's hard. I think there was a hunger in me. There was a desire just to make a difference. There was a desire to not just be status quo, a desire to not be average. This is Conquering Columbus.